1: I'm your host, Dr. Eve, and I'd like to welcome you to the First Gen Lounge. Well, hello, good people. Hello, hello, or hey, y'all, or good morning and great day. Just evolving, ain't I? (laughs) But no, welcome back. And if you are new here, I would like to say, what's up? I'm glad you're here. I hope that you come and join us again. I am excited to have just a phenomenal woman with me today, and I might be buying because shes sore, but I don't know. It's all good because it wouldn't matter anyway. <laughs> but no, but she is really just brilliant. Um, a brilliant, beautiful soul and someone who I am finally glad that we've gotten onto the show. I have Dr. Emanuela, or Emanuela, <laughs> because we talked about the name of Dr. Emanuela Stanislaus with us. And she is going to tell you about herself. I'm not going to do that because nobody can tell you about you better than you. Um, did I say that right? But Dr. Doctor Stanislaus, you there? Yeah, I am. Hey! Okay. Thank you so much. I'm so excited, and you're about to make me cry. You're welcome. say, so how did I do with the intro? Because, you know, I got to gas you up because you worth the gas.
0: You worth the gas. <laughs> gas me up. I love it. Yes, I'm on my Beyoncé thing right now. Gas me.
1: <laughs> hey! How'd you like that album?
0: I love it. I play it all day long.
1: You in the, are you in the Hive?
0: I am. I am a Hive. I'm an official Hive member. Like, she doesn't send the emails like she used to. I'm a Hive member, yeah. That is interesting. I didn't even know that was a thing. See, I'm not. It was way back when. I don't even know why she doesn't send those uh, newsletters like she used to, but I think that's from, like, Sasha Fierce days, maybe? I don't know.
1: Wow, that's long, long time ago. That goes a long time ago. Long time ago. That is so interesting. But seriously... Dr. Stanislaus, thank you for coming onto the show. Yeah, what y'all don't know is we had a whole conversation about name enunciations before we started this conversation. Um, so that's why we, we're here, because nobody can ever say my name, Evangeline. Um, they look at it and just stop. So, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm grateful to have you here. You understand, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not us, it's culture. We just go, <laughs> it's not us, it's culture. But listen, I would love for you to introduce introduce yourself um, to us. Tell us who you are and about all of the incredibly amazing things that you do.
0: Hmm, thank you so much. I go by Dr. Emanuela. Like you said, Stanislaus is a long name. So I just do the first name. Um, and I really define myself as a multi-passionate professional. I love to do a lot of things at once. I'm a diversity researcher, consultant. I'm a doctorate coach, a scholar, and a podcast host uh, for my podcast Writing on My Mind, uh, which is a part of my whole consulting company, Dr. Emanuela Consulting. And really, as a doctoral student, I experience self-doubt, lack of support and like, you name it, I experienced it. And that really inspired me to support other graduate and doctoral students through my coaching services. So that's kind of what inspired that. And through that, I help women of color doctoral students get unstuck and reclaim the power that they have over their doctoral journey. I do that through like goal setting, serving as a cheerleader, which is so important during that whole process because you're feeling isolated and always thinking that you're going to quit, like it's never going to end, right? And so um, I support them also through career development offerings that I refine through my over 15 years of experience helping Fortune 100 recruiters recruit diverse talent and most recently, I've used that experience to develop an ebook, which is coming out October 10th, that centers career development advice for graduate students because graduate schools and universities really don't support students in that arena. And the book is called, you know, Taking Charge A Career Guide for Graduate Students. And, you know, we can talk a little bit about that. But the biggest thing is helping. Students to understand the importance of establishing your values and how that sets the stage for the job search process, the importance of networking, establishing your brand, and um, just a whole lot of secrets that I got from recruiters that wish that everyone knew uh, this information. So that's just a little bit about me. B-O-S-S. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I love it. Just curious In this moment, just wanted to know, how do you keep it all together? (laughs)
0: Look, (laughs) mental health, (laughs) mental health uh, is real. And we do have to like invest in that. I, I have a great therapist. I have, I actually have a team, a care team that is made up of Black women, uh, women of color, that I call on for various things. And so that's part of it. My village, I have a supportive husband. My sisters are, you know, folks that lift me up. My parents as well. So it's really village, uh, uh, you know, building that village and, and leaning on people. Because even though I'm a boss, you know, I have days, I have moments. And, and they all help me recognize who I am.
1: Mm, I definitely feel you on that. I want to do snaps right now. I'm going to do them. There we go. Um, So shout out to that. For, for those of you who are listening, did you catch that? Build yourself a care team, That a care team of people who can help you keep it together. Um, So who's on your team that maybe want to show a show we need to bring you back for? Who's on your team? Um, Loving that. So of all the things you've done, you know, that you do, and I know that you've gotten through your doctorate you're doing consulting podcasting coaching just so many amazing things what is it that led you to even get into entrepreneurship because
0: this ain't something people just do
1: (laughs) you know it's kind of like what a big task to take on so what was that experience and journey like for you
0: no, that's a, I love this question because, and it may surprise you, but like my entrepreneurial dreams started with my parents uh, who migrated to the US when they were both um, at the age of 29. They came from Haiti. And that journey and the life they were able to build, that's like entrepreneurial in itself, like building something out of nothing. Right. And so um, they did entrepreneurial things in Haiti. Like my dad learned to, be a tailor and taught others in the community the skill of, of um, sewing and, and that sort of thing. And all of that was in an effort for those folks to be able to support their families as well. Right. And my mom, she sold different things as well. If you're thinking of developing um, countries, folks are uh, selling uh, things like soaps and, uh, you know, deodorant, like things that you need. Right. Um, and so, They did all of those kinds of things. And even when they um, transitioned here, my dad just always had the bug. He was always starting some type of business, whether it's a restaurant or um, even continuing to tailor clothes and, and make his own clothes and make clothes for other people. And so I grew up in that and I couldn't not be impacted by that happening, like something always happening. And so for me... I always knew that I was always going to have my own business. For me, it looked a little different because I do it as a side business. like I side hustle. That's just always been the case for me. Um, But I still consider myself an entrepreneur. And eventually, when I got to college, I minored in entrepreneurship. And (laughs) yeah, most people didn't even know what it was. We're talking about... I'm going to age myself for these uh, Gen Z's that may be listening. But (laughs) I was in college from 99 to 2003. And during that time, people weren't talking about entrepreneurship. Uh, My peers did not know what that meant. Um, Now it's much more, you know, folks know this. Everyone wants to go that route. But that was me at that time. I knew exactly that I wanted to go that path. And so I minored in that. And then I had a long road of being a serial entrepreneur, which is what I call it. I had a wedding and event planning business for seven years. I was a travel bl- blogger for five years. And then now I have my consulting business, which is, um, it's been in effect for two, two years right now. And so uh, for me, it's a side venture, which works for me. I'm a side hustler. And in the future, I'm hoping that it'll be full-time, but that's kind of my story. It excites me um, so much
1: because to be first generation and for your parents to have had entrepreneurial spirits and for you to like pick that up. Mm -hmm. And while, you know, they brought you here and created opportunity, how you've made the most of it, not only from what they did in, again, the modeling, but also showing up in the world in so many different ways. Because even for you to say, you know, wedding and events, to travel, to now consulting, those are different industries. Growth, right? Right? Such different industries. And what you didn't say that I really appreciate is it's not that you failed, but you found where you were ready to transition and you allowed yourself to move into something different when you were ready for that. And that's huge because a lot of people, especially when they get into entrepreneurship, only see one thing one way. And this is supposed to be Forever. And you're like, I'm an entrepreneur, period. And this is what this means to be an entrepreneur, not just a business owner, but an entrepreneur. And I think that you embody the entrepreneur spirit. Um, and you you've lived it out. And I'm like, go ahead, girl. <laughs> like, go ahead, girl. Thank you. You're welcome. That's big. And even as I'm sitting here and thinking about the transitions would also be curious to know at what point did you realize that you were going to make a pivot um, at
0: those stages and what gave you the space to just go ahead and let go? Well, great, great, great questions. Cause you know, I didn't just create these businesses like in a vacuum. I really did excel in these, in these things. What do I mean by that? Like, You have your clients, but then you have other things that every entrepreneur should be thinking about, like, which is how do you get marketing? How do you get word of mouth? How do you get, you know, listed in different types of uh, publications? And I did that in each of my businesses, right? Like I did that in my wedding and event planning business. Folks can Google me and they'll find uh, you know, like a, a byline in in newspapers, in in different types of um, wedding publications, and the same for the travel blogging um, piece, right? And so it's like trying to find your space and and trying to make it happen and, and get the the marketing that you need, and even in that that space, I was still able to walk away, right? Because I think that would. Um, create some friction. Like, oh my gosh, you know, folks know me for this. Like, why would I <laughs> transition into something else? But, you know, I I was just convicted in myself and knowing that, hey, this is the right time to make that move. When I decided to stop the wedding and event planning um, business, you know, it's a taxing um, <laughs> role to take on. It's It's on the top seven uh, list of stressful jobs out there. If you Google it, you'll see it. And so I was trying to preserve myself that that was one piece. But then additionally, when I stopped in 2016, I really stopped because I was transitioning to go into um, my doctoral program. And at the time, I had this dream of being VP of student affairs. And I was like, oh, can't be VP of student affairs, planning weddings and events. That was just my limiting uh, view at that time. But that was was the real conversation I had with myself. And so I let that go. And then uh, right before I started my doctoral program, I was like, oh, let me do this travel blogging thing kind of as a creative outlet. And then that took on a whole life of its own too. So Um, I don't know. It just seems like I always have to have something like on the, on the side. But the reason why I transitioned from the travel blogging thing was kind of, you know, uh, led by the whole pandemic and not being able to travel and then kind of losing, you know, the love that I had for it at the time. Traveling now is so different. It's more stressful. There's so many different restrictions, um, and it's not as fun as it used to be. Of course, I love to travel, but um, to travel and to share the stories and and to you know try and get uh, you know brands to work with you and things like that, it's just gotten a little complicated. And so, I really wanted to focus on the consulting business, and so that's why I kind of ended that piece. So, like finding natural things that were happening within my life kind of helped me to make those decisions
1: thank you so much for sharing that with us no problem that's again it's so important it's so important because again when sometimes people see folks no longer in a business the mindset automatically goes to it failed and then the other thing is a lot of times it's not that a business is failing is why we shut them down It's just a change of pace. And it's just so important to understand that because entrepreneurship is synonymous to me to freedom and being an entrepreneur is it gives you full creativity of thinking about all the things you want to do. And like you said, you you are a serial entrepreneur. And again, what does that really mean to recognize that maybe I want to put this thing in bed and pick something else up? But it doesn't mean, again, that I'm not successful or wasn't successful. It's just a preference. And so thank you for being, I even want to say, one of the first guests to to put this on the forefront. That, I mean, while there are challenges and things that happen, it's not because it fell apart. (laughs) Like, it's not because it fell
0: apart. Thank you for that. Exactly. Exactly. And I think the more we talk about it, the more people can understand, like, you evolve. Like, you're not meant to do something forever, right? You're you're changing every day. And to your point, it's not about failing. And even if it is, you're gaining like knowledge from it. Even if your business like ends up folding because of whatever lack of money or whatever, you learn something and you move on and you use that information to make your next business even that much stronger, you know? So that's my thought process. Facts on facts, facts on facts. And while we're here, you know, cause again, you had
1: at least two businesses are only third now. Um, We'd be curious to know what has been the most challenging part of being an entrepreneur, because you've seen it from many
0: angles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, challenging. You know, I have mostly been like a solopreneur, which for folks not, um, you know, familiar with the term, that means that you're 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 the only employee in your business. (laughs) And so I would say that has been exciting because I get to expand my skills, right? Like areas that I am not... Uh, I don't consider my ex like being an expert in so like say website building (laughs) that is not my strong suit but I have built (laughs) multiple websites um uh that folks enjoy you know um and so um that or maybe even finding skills that I didn't know that I like like marketing I love marketing I love like figuring out how to um connect with my audience and the folks that I want to work with. Um, But at the same time, all of that takes me away from, you know, the real job, which is, you know, coaching folks individually, consulting and working with organizations, you know, because I'm being stretched in so many different competing uh, ways. And so I would say that's been the most challenging, trying to find the right balance trying to find out which things need to be prioritized over other things. There are some things that I've had, like goals that I've had, that I haven't been able to, you know, really pursue because I have certain things in front of my face that are uh, requiring more of my time, my energy, that sort of thing, or concentrating more on the things that's going to bring my business money, right? And so finding that right balance, trying to see when is the... Um, Right time to hire folks, right? And either get a virtual assistant or, you know, someone that's on part-time. Those are things that I'm still navigating. But uh, you know, that's kind of what I'm thinking about. Just like, how do I be in 10 spaces at the same time?
1: <laughs> mm, I'm with that. So the flip side is what then do you think has helped you to be successful?
0: Wow. I think, you know, that's a great question. I, I think it's me. I think <laughs> I'm the special sauce.
1: It's okay. Gas yourself. Gas yourself up. You, I'm here for it today. Go ahead. We're going to give you premium too. Okay. Premium. I don't know how much it is right now.
0: <laughs> I'm that girl. And you are, and you are. Going back to Beyonce. <laughs> um, It's me. I, I think I'm the special sauce and I hope Through me saying that, I hope other folks um, understand that too. You're that special sauce. You are the unique um, piece that makes your, your company, your brand different. Don't try to be other folks. Don't try to do what other people are doing. Of course, it's great to see what folks are doing, but then... See, like, what makes the most sense for you and your business and your goals, right? Um, I think, to like, my style, the way that I work with others, I'm all about connections. I'm all about authenticity, you know, and building trust. And so for me, those things go a long, long way. And I think, too, even if I'm thinking on the first gen um, piece, the other thing that's uh, that makes me successful is building uh, relationships, right? That's authentic. I talk about this all the time with when I'm coaching folks. It's like building your network, not going to folks when you need something, right? It's it's all about building the relationships for when you need something. It's not transactional. It's staying connected with them, letting them know what's going on with you, letting them know about your goals, what you hope to. Um, do but then at the same time trying to find ways that you can help them as well so that it's a two-way street and not necessarily take 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 so that's been my approach that's the approach that I try to share with others too especially as I um, try to help them to navigate their careers and what they want to do.
1: I appreciate that Um, especially the part about the not just looking to take 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 because reciprocity absolutely matters And I think that somebody told me years ago, um, especially like getting started in business, which I got a comment to make about that, too, when you talk about the entrepreneurship piece and people not knowing about it. But in this moment, um, somebody said when you approach folks, you should always be looking with the mind to give first and rather than to take. Because when you immediately meet people and you're looking to take, then what they see is just somebody who wants something, not somebody who has like something to give. Um, and to be like in support of in in mutual relationship with. OK. And so, you know, that just really comes down to, well, what if I have nothing to give? I think that we all have something to give, um, even if that's meaning that I'm looking for a mentor. Well, are you going to give your time and be committed to that time to even seek out that mentor and be a good mentee? that's what you can give Um, the responsibility, the accountability and showing up. So search yourself for what you have to give um, whenever you said you're looking to establish these relationships with folks. So thank you for that.
0: Yeah. Snaps to that too. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) It's a big piece. It's a really big piece. And of course, you know, people think, and here's the other thing too, you know, some people think that because you're older that you can't learn anything from somebody who's younger, but you can. So just because you might be a mentee, doesn't mean that the people who are mentoring you aren't learning from you. A lot of times we're learning about ourselves or we're learning about things that, because you're younger, happening in different generations um, or different ways of thinking that are, are that are critical. So I can appreciate mentee-mentor relationships, mentor-mentee relationships. I really look at it all the time. Um, speaking of mentorship, I mean, just kind of being there. And before we jump into just thinking about your own mentors, what are you doing to invest in yourself?
0: great question as well. I I think it goes back to what I said earlier, like I invest in myself by having that team, right? That's like one investment. I see um, that that's valuable to keep me healthy, to keep me, you know, as the priority, right? Self-care to me is real. It, It starts there i can't be any good to the clients i serve to uh my husband to myself like if i'm not caring for myself so that's one i think another um important piece to this is like thinking about career development right career development a person so there's one side of it that is like skills building um which I've done, so when you think about it, like, you know, learning effective ways to do, like, email and digital marketing, right? Skills-based kinds of things. Um, I've also invested in my craft as a career coach. I'm a certified career coach and continue to find ways to, like, sharpen my skills, not resting on, you know, the certification, but finding ways to continue to evolve, right? And then, um, you know, I know that there is another piece to, because I value coaching and I coach you know, myself, the other thing that I'm looking to do too now as my business grows is investing in, the, in a business coach. Finally, I've done it kind of like one-on-one, one-offs kinds of things, but I really want to um, invest in that to take my business to the next level. And so those are kind of ways that I'm thinking about in terms of investing in myself.
1: Yep. Mhm. Yep. Yep. Just, I just want to just pass a complex, collection plate. Just, just pass it because it's, I'm over here just like, a mirror, a mirror. Um, with the business coach thing, I have. So I mean, because I've I've been with a couple of coaches now for a couple of years, and so and I appreciate everything that they're doing. But again, just just louder for the people in the back. Just louder <laughs> because it's so important. And I think sometimes depending on where you are professionally. You may not always have the same appreciation for sometimes services um, and things because of the culture for what you're working in that doesn't always allow for it or have the means to or the resources to support that. But what I will say in business, you know, they say scary money don't make money or, you, you know, you can't make money if without investing it is true. But it's when you learn that it's all a cycle, even something like coaching, mentoring programs, courses, um, it's levels to it. And the more that you invest in that development, um, especially personal development, right, Um, business development, you can start to see results that you may not have seen before. So I'm definitely an advocate of coaching because there's things that you don't know. That's why a coach is a coach. Um, Think about football, basketball, cheerleading, golf. Coaches have skills and experiences and things that they can teach you to be able to do whatever it is that you're trying to do. And that's how you get better. So it's not a waste of money, but you're going to learn something. Um, You're going to get something and you'll be better for it. So. I just had to, I just had to throw that on there because you went there. So
0: (laughs) no. And it's so important. You, you bring up a good point. People are like, oh, why? I don't have money, you know, but yeah, you have to spend it to make it. And a lot of times you might know what they're saying, but you forgot. Maybe you need that lesson again, you know, or it's something that's reoccurring that you haven't mastered yet. And a coach can like point it out if you're not seeing that. So word,
1: word, word. Um, and speaking of like coaches and and support and help, I want to get back to the mentor piece because what I'd be curious to know now and is thinking about how you find what you need, what is um, some of the best advice you've ever gotten from a mentor or even a coach?
0: Hmm. I feel like I need to preface this by saying that I have this philosophy in that I think that we need to think like expand the way that we think about mentors. Like I feel like we should be thinking about it in terms of having having a personal board of directors. So, and and this is not something that I coined. I heard it at a conference maybe like 10, 11 years ago where uh, the person was talking about um, how this is important. It's kind of the whole mindset of if you you look at an organization or a company and they have a, a board of directors, They are there to with different backgrounds, expertise to guide the business to reach its goals. Right. And so the same thing applies with the personal board of directors. You have goals and you have folks around you that you can call on on at different points in time to help guide you, uh, you know, towards your goals. So uh, I think you mentioned it too, like having people with different backgrounds, like different ages, younger than you same age as you, older than you, different backgrounds, different folks you uh, admire, folks who've played different, um, you know, roles in your life throughout the years. Those would be folks that I would say would be um, on your board of directors. So I would I definitely want to preface that because that's something kind of different in terms of like the best piece of advice that I've had is kind of tied to your previous question, like invest in, in yourself, like, and take calculated risks. Try not to um, be scared by something that that is in front of you, a decision that you have to make or, you know, a risk that you have to take. And if you are scared, then I think it's like something that, is communicating to you that you probably need to go in that direction so like run towards it versus running away from it yeah
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> this is why we can we can we can just burn up a conversation burn the phone up run to it instead of away from it um you can't you can't deal with what you're not willing to face so mm-hmm um so many bars up in this show. <laughs> it is like us bars. I'm just gonna name the show "Bars for Bars." <laughs> yeah, it is. It is so great. I'm just really grateful for the conversation that we're having, um, and I know we're getting to a point where we're going to have to wrap it up and i don't want to um but i i definitely do want to respect you know time and definitely thinking about um just the space that we're in and what we've cultivated and bringing you back so i'm just gonna make an excuse to bring you back <laughs>
0: Aww, thank you i'd love to
1: come back you're welcome yeah i would love to have you back because there's so many somebody who said the onions the layers um so many things we talked about that we could definitely do several shows for um but congratulations to you again on the ebook very excited about that dropping because I know it's going to be litty. <laughs> but would love to hear from you, though, like aside from like what you're writing yourself, what are you reading?
0: Mm. So um, two books that come to mind. Uh, I actually just finished this book, The, the Speed of Trust by Stephen Co- Covey. Covey? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I know he's like, I
1: don't know. Don't give me the line. <laughs> Stephen <laughs> Covey.
0: Yes, he's very, he, he's very well known in the leadership space and, and stuff like that. And so um, that was a book that I heard was good and it was good. It's it's great on like how to build relationships and how trust is like at the center of that. And then um, another book that I'm reading has nothing to do with business, but uh, Parable of the Sower by Octavia Butler. I've just been trying to get more into um, her reading she's like one of the first black women to write in the sci-fi space um and uh i know that they are developing like some movies or series like around her books and so um this one specifically i heard like has a lot of implications for what we kind of just went through with the pandemic or ongoing things with the pandemic and things that we're facing now and i was like okay i need to read this so those are two books
1: Oh, that's, thank you for sharing those, and this we're gonna we gonna bu- build some bookshelves <laughs> around here. Look along the way, business and books, business and books. Um, definitely appreciate that. So, um, as we're at that at that journey, that point in the road, it's really making me sad right now. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, again, I, I in the spirit of, you know, again, what we do around here, just making sure that we give people what they need and and letting them go and be great. Um, But again, I know that you all have enjoyed this as much as I have, because I've been over here just really lost in my thoughts. Like, that was good. Um, But can you share with us a piece of advice or some words of wisdom for us to carry with us, um, you know, just from your heart or just wherever it comes from? We'd love to
0: hear it. Hmm. Um, Okay, let's see. So I would say, um, I guess the biggest piece of advice is things should not be left to chance you have to make a plan um especially you know I'm on my uh career development soapbox uh, piece you know and so you know I think that uh while you have a plan you can make room for the universe to work its magic right like so I, I go back to like a doctorate and going to <laughs> for my you know Advanced degrees wasn't a part of my plans. Like, I really was trying to get, do the fast track to graduate undergrad. But, you know, as luck would have it, I would go on to get my master's and doctorate. Like, I kept telling people I would never do it and I did it. Um, And so... You know, for me, I had a general idea of what I wanted to do, but I allowed for adjustments along the way. And so, like, my constant and compass has always, like, revolved around helping others, which is like a through line for me. And so, like, finding that through line and then, you know, not leaving things up to, you know, chance are definitely what I would say, you know. And I think for first gens, it's super important to do that because, um, especially as you're navigating college, a lot of times you may not find that space in your university career centers and and things of that nature, and so you have to take matters into your own hands. Which is why, again, like I said, I wrote the ebook to help folks to take that power right and to find their way in the midst of the invisibility that they you know encounter in the ivory towers. So. Empowering them to know that they have everything that they need to succeed, and that you know they can take matters into their own hands and create the future that they want.
1: Mm, 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 mm. That's it. Well, fool, I am so fool, um, and I'm so grateful. And the universe makes no mistakes. So us crossing paths has been something that I truly believe in. Know is divine. And I'm grateful for it. And even how we've continued to find our way back to each other for different reasons and different things. Um, they're always very meaningful interactions and I'm always uplifted and I'm grateful for the sister that you've been um, you again, you are everything a source should be. And as a professional, as a black woman, as a entrepreneur um, you have so much of my respect and I just appreciate you and the work that you do and how you show up. You said so authentically, but how more importantly, you make space for others to be the good, better, best ve- versions of themselves through how you show up and the things that you do. So thank you again for being on the show with us, for sharing your wisdom. Um, I wish you well in all that you're going to be doing, especially on your new venture. And I know that it'll be wildly successful because you are just that person. You the sauce. <laughs> you the sauce, and I love that. You the sauce. And the comment I was going to make earlier too, which I thought was really funny, is you said people didn't know what entrepreneurship, you know, is they didn't know what it was. Um, when I got started, I didn't know. <laughs> like, how could you not know? <laughs> um, I knew people owned businesses, but the word entrepreneurship wasn't something I was familiar with. Right? What does that mean? Um, and so, I mean, granted that's that was then you know like kind of getting into it like I knew business I knew entrepreneurship at that point but before then like that year before don't even ask me questions about it but I think people have long had this entrepreneur or the business own a business small business but the evolution of things so I'm glad that you are on the forefront of it to get the people together that's all I'm saying too but, um, but again, just thank you so much, um, just again, for the beauty in your story
0: and we look forward to seeing all that you do and look forward to having you back one of these days. Thank you so much for the space. Thank you so much for all of your kind words to like write back at you. Like, I really appreciate, you know, our relationship and, and the space that you've created, um, uh, for me too, in, in your world. And, um, thank you. Thank you for everything.
1: You are so, so, so very welcome. All right, until next time, take care of yourself and keep pressing forward.